0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Difference Maker podcast brought to you by Moliteum with your hosts, Matt and Chris Calderoni. Before we get into this week's topic, I want to remind everybody if you're tuning in from YouTube, make sure to turn on the notification bell, subscribe, like, comment. We love reading comments, we love getting feedback. We have an amazing Telegram group that you can find also in the description that you can become a part of if you would like. So please make sure to check that, that out. And then, of course, if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever else you're tuning in from, make sure to tune to, to, to subscribe in some way so that you can get the notifications for when we're going live or when we're coming out with a new episode. So welcome, everybody. We're excited for this topic that we have
1: this week. Yep, this week, we are talking about the process and getting locked in, making sure that we're focused uh, during the process in the week leading up to games, performances, whatever the case may be.
0: But, you know, like we get to see some real good kind of live examples of that from multiple different kinds of performers, right? What that process really is, what that entails. Ultimately, what we're understanding is that it's people that wanna get into this zone at the end of the day, right? This Having this ability to just Focus in on the day at hand, lock in on the day at hand, do what they need to do, go into performances feeling confident, certain of themselves, and being able to focus and adapt for whatever happens. So we're gonna we're gonna give some definitions to that today, but then we're also gonna give some blueprint to that, what it really means to kind of do the work, right? Because I feel like that's something we talk about a lot with this do the work thing, but very few of us know what the work entails.
1: Yeah, and the work can be, you know, it can be fun, it can also be difficult at times and and it's really is about, yeah, doing the work, but also having purpose behind the work so that it's not just, you know, shooting in the dark kind yeah, of thing.
0: Absolutely. So let's start with this process. Why are we so obsessed with this process? Why do so many people want to stick to the process, quote unquote, simply put, because we were talking about it before, actually, Chris and I, we were saying, you know, something that came up a lot this week with some of our sessions and our coaches sessions is that, you know, everybody's getting lost. It seems to be in this mid-season kind of form where. And it doesn't matter if even if it's with you know corporate individuals as well right their season's just kicking off but people are starting to get a little bit too caught up into the results again which is normal after this resolutionary kind of slump right i mean we're past the point now where most people fall off of that slump and or get out of that slump if you will where they set the resolutions they didn't hit them and now they're kind of rebounding and that's where a lot of people kind of turn to this whole thing of go to the results immediately instead of understanding what brings them results. So this whole thing behind getting into a controllable process and focusing on this process is all about understanding exactly what it means to put in the work and exactly how to put in that work. Because I feel like a lot of the times people talk about this whole thing about you know getting into a process and sticking to a process, but they lose sight of what that really means.
1: Yeah. And like they lose sight of it and they only focus on the results like Matt was saying before. And it can become, it can become devastating if you aren't getting the results that you want and it prevents you from just focusing on what you need to do on a daily basis. Like you can live game to game if you really want to, but the fact of the matter is where you build that certainty, that belief, that everything is during practice in the training in the gym whatever the case may be in preparation the for the per- performance
0: yeah. right doing the research yeah and it's and this kind of leads into the second topic which is getting into this zone and i'll be honest like i don't know about you i i get a little frustrated when i hear a lot of people talk about this flow state because what i'm starting to realize about flow state is that a lot of talking about it and and I get what it is, you know, it's that point in time or that point of performance where you feel you can absolutely dominate, the noise gets shut out, you feel so locked in and zoned in and da da da. But the problem is with this is that <laughs> as much as people quote unquote get into this flow state, I feel like very few have an actual plan on how to get into that. Right? And all of a sudden it becomes like this talked about point of enlightenment that's like a a religious belief, if you will, and it that in itself becomes detrimental because I'm starting to realize some of the people that we've been working with before they get into our program, they're almost chasing this 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 light that's never there at the end of the tunnel, right? So how do we get into that zone? How do we find that? And one of the things that we start with by saying is this zone actually starts about a week before your performance, right? right? It's a matter, it's a simple formula. It's during the week, you put in the work, you get the confidence down, you get the certainty down, you challenge yourself, you push yourself. You sweat the details. On game day, performance day, in the office, whatever it might be, you lock in, you focus on that one thing, and you
1: depend on the work, right? Certainty in itself, um, just building that over over the, the course of the week, it's important. And even breaking down the week so that you can focus in on one thing one day, one thing another day, leading up to the performance so that you're not questioning anything going into performance. Like, again, flow state is great. Um, and, and it is a real thing. It, of course, it's a, real, it's a thing, real thing. But having the action to back up the flow state to mm-hmm. n- not just turn it on on game day or performance day—that's massive. It's like it's like if you're not studying for a test, you can't just go in and and kill it. You know, it has to be right. a thought out process. It has to be put in place before week leading up to it. And some players or anyone right now, is they're too focused on those results and, and they're not able to function in the day-to-day process.
0: Right, and listen, we're not saying don't pay attention to results. Results matter, right? It's, it's why we do what we do. But understanding how to get those results is where the real value is in all of this, right? Like mm-hmm. you, can't just, you can't just show up to Chris's point on the day of a test and be like, you know what, I'm gonna crush this test and you've never studied for it. Right. And similarly, where we see a lot of players who, you know, or individuals who are in this zone and they're, they're killing it and they're confident and they're trusting themselves, they kind of take their foot off the gas when things start going well. They don't do the work as detailed as they need to leading up to game day. And all of a sudden it's like, OK, what's happening here? What's what's really going on? Right. And they start to panic and they start to freak out. So this process to getting in the zone is very simple. Do the work during the week, build your confidence. And we'll talk about that mechanism right now. And then on game day, all you need to do is find something to focus on. It's really that simple.
1: And keep it super simple. And to keep honest. it simple.
0: Yep. So let's talk about the work. There's two things that we got to talk about and we'll discuss here. Um, and we'll add some science to this because I, I feel like this is something really important for our viewers. But how to, how to build that confidence, how to get into this. So what does the work do? So there's two definitions we got to call out here. There's confidence and there's certainty. Certainty means that you have the belief in yourself to know you can get the result without ever really having to practice it before, right? Or, or actually I should say getting the result before. It's kind of like you just have this air of, of, of sureness of yourself that, hey, you know what, I can do it and I can get it. And there's a way to build that and we'll talk about it. And the other definition that we got to talk about is the confidence one, right? Which is knowing that you've got the results in the past and you can get them again in the future or in the present. So where a lot of people kind of get this wrong is, if I were to ask any athlete or any individual, and I'm sure you can do the same, how do you build your confidence? They're going to tell you. Do the work, do the work, do the work. Repetition, repetition, repetition. And that's important. Mm-hmm. But there's a big thing that a lot of us miss a lot of the time. And that's this whole thing behind building certainty. Certainty comes before confidence. Right. Right. Which has everything to do with priming the nervous, nervous system and the neural pathways Getting the results mentally before you get them physically essentially is how you build certainty.
1: Yeah, having that belief in your own abilities to, to actually go do it and then even go try something, like even if it's for the first time, like having the certainty in your own skills to know that, yeah, even if I do fail at something or make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, all my skills are gone um, in, in a day. It's no, I, I make the mistake, I learn, I keep going again. And, and having that confidence and belief in yourself or certainty in yourself to be able to do that, that's massive.
0: Yeah. So let's let's talk about how to build that. So first off, I want to kick this off with an amazing study. Um, they, they brought together a group of basketball players, 30 of them, broke them down into groups of 10, three groups of 10. And what they did to build, and they were building, I should say, the specific skill, because we'll talk about the skill and situations in a sec, but they specifically wanted to build the skill of bettering free throws, right? So what they did was they got these groups of 10. They took one group of 10 and said, you guys are going to continue doing exactly what you've been doing right now. They took another group of 10 and they said, hey, you, you 10 are only going to visualize. You're not going to do any kind of shooting physically. You're just visualizing it three times, three repetitions. And then the last group of 10 they had go practice physically their free throws. They go back and call the groups. They found the group that didn't do any better at all was the one that um, just stuck to doing the work that they were doing before. They found the group that actually did the absolute best actually got 25% better results. 80% of the people that did this got 25% better results were the ones that did the three visualizations and mental repetitions and rehearsals. And then the ones that did a, a little bit better but not as great were the ones that physically did practice. So what this really showed us, which was interesting was that there's this whole process behind visualizing and mental imagery or mental rehearsal or however you want to go through it, where perfect practice in your mind actually will prime the nervous system the same way that physical practice would, right? The body doesn't know the difference between physically going to practice in regards to your nervous system and mentally going to practice. If you do it with enough emotion and intensity and you have a visualization specifically of a skill, of a result and a technique that you want to accomplish, something that you want to get to, we're finding that, especially with our athletes, it's a main staple for us. Mm-hmm. You will get the results and have that certainty behind you. You're starting to build this belief for get the results mentally before you get them physically.
1: Disclaimer here: you cannot just get away with doing the mental reps. Right. Obviously, you know you got to go in and you have to do the physical reps of, in, in this case, for basketball, actually completing the free throws. So, in combination with all of that, again, like you said, you prime yourself, you go do it and then you get the result.
0: Yeah, and we're, we're gonna touch on the physical work right now, but before we get into that, I wanna say, the key behind this all with visualizing, because I there, there's so many different kinds of visualizing techniques you can use out there where it comes down to finding one for you, and we'll we'll break down what those are in a second here, but the most important part to this is a lot of people think you can just start with visualizing the result that you want, right? And the problem that, that you know, goes behind that is basically like saying, I'm going to start with building a house, but I'm going to build the roof first and then the foundation. Right. You have to understand that if you're going to get the results and you're going to truly use this visualization thing really, really, really well, we like to look at it by doing it in three ways. First, we we take this, the exact outcome that the person wants to accomplish and we'll look at it and we'll say, okay, what specific skills go into that result? We'll visualize those skills first, doing perfect practice with those skills. We'll then visualize getting through those skills in a challenge. And then finally, we'll visualize the person getting the result that they want. The reason we do this is because now we're building the foundation of the house, right? There's more certainty behind the individual skills. And when you have certainty behind individual skills, you're able to build more, more certainty on the next level than the next level. And it's basically like going level one, level two, level three. So if you are going to get into this visualizing, which we highly suggest you do, really make sure that you're breaking down exactly what goes into getting that result. Because if you don't, and you're just visualizing an end result, it's not going to be as effective for you. And the research shows it.
1: Yeah, right? it, the, the result, like it has to be the cherry on top, if you will. Yeah. Like You want to be able to have everything underneath it um, in order to get there. Like Focus on the actions of getting to the net and doing what you need to do. And, and then maybe afterwards, yeah, you visualize the result. But it's all about getting there and it's all about building and uh, building that certainty in order to get there.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And what I like personally about visualizing, especially when we have, you know, athletes who are traveling a lot and whatnot. It doesn't matter if you're a youth athlete or a pro athlete, but. If you're always on the road and you're constantly traveling and you might not be able to get that session in during the week because that's just what your schedule calls for, visualizing is the best way to do it. Like we have some athletes at the pro level who do it on the plane ride from one city to another because they know they're not going to get a practice day the next day and they, they take the time to do that, right? So using this whole kind of visualization tool f- to your advantage for that is a massive one. So let's talk about the forms of visualizing and what's really effective, you can do it in a couple different ways. You can use a form of imagery, which is literally just visualizing yourself, doing the the work that you need to, and you know, visualizing the technique and so on. It's kind of the classic style. Then you can also use something different like film work. Film work's a really good way to do this. In fact, we use we use this a lot with players that are injured that we're working with that are coming back to return to play because it's such a great tool to keep priming the nervous system. But using, you know, like a highlight tape or montages or you know, using role models to watch and see how they're doing things or even watching your own film is a great way to visualize because you're taking the time to see yourself getting the result and you're seeing yourself do it over and over again. You're going through the mechanics, you're going through the techniques and it's bringing people a lot of results, right? And then the last form, if you're somebody that's super, super into like journaling and you like that, you could really write it out and write out the process and reflect on that process if you want. I've personally never done that because I think that takes a lot of time to do, but you know, it's definitely a research technique that that brings results to athletes and brings results to high
1: performers. Yeah. And like Matt was saying, you don't have to just stick with one. Like maybe some days, you know, you, you do feel like writing it down. Maybe some days you do feel like doing the film watching and it's really up to you. And the biggest thing that we've come across is obviously everyone wakes up feeling different. Everyone wakes up wanting to do something different each day. So it's, yes, it's, it's getting comfortable with one of them. And then also trying to explore the other ones. You know, maybe some days, if you do, again, you do feel like journaling. Maybe on weekends, you're that type of person that really likes to kind of dive deep into the week of, of training and the week of performances and write it all down.
0: Yeah, and let's talk about something too that I think a lot of people overlook. But this whole thing on anxiousness and, and all that stuff, you know, this really helps with that if you're somebody who's an anxious person. Because you start to get the results, you start to calm down like I had a case this past week, actually funny enough, with somebody who was actually um, using this whole visualization technique and really breaking through to it and so on. And this person was anxious, unfortunately, got a lot of it, had a lot of it, it's part of the process, it happens. The moment that this individual started using his visualizations he really started to calm down because finally he had a solution to what he was unsure about mm-hmm. right and that's that's really what this whole kind of living in the moment focusing on the process is about it's making sure that you're doing what you can in the moment to get the mm-hmm. results that you want in the future
1: and that just builds on the overall confidence of the individual Absolutely. as well like to know that they have a skill in their repertoire that allows them to feel less anxious. Like yeah. that's massive. They don't have to wait to call somebody. They don't have to feel like, you know, I can't handle this. This is this is my process on how to deal with something and you can follow through with it.
0: Absolutely. So let's go to the next part of the process then. So we've got, we've got this whole thing behind controllables, right? One of them is a visualization. You need to add that in at least three times a week. Please make sure you do that. I wouldn't suggest going over more than about five. So be careful with that. But the second part is then you want to add in some physical repetitions. And this is where this is where the majority of athletes put their time into, right? This is where the majority of people really start to look at and performers look at of physical reps and physical reps, and it's good. But think of it like this. Now you've done your visualizing, so you've got that certainty behind yourself and your skills. Now you're going to go build the confidence by physically putting it to work. And this is where there also is a little bit of a science behind putting the right work in because I feel like a lot of athletes feel that they can just – go out there and, and, you know, get working on something. But a lot of the time, they're lacking a lot of purpose and intensity behind their work.
1: Massive. And and that's the the number one thing. I'd rather you go out there and do 30 minutes of hard, intense, purposeful work, whether you're working on your footwork, shooting, whatever the case may be, having something specific instead of just going, you know, going to a field or, or the rink or whatever and just doing two hours of, messing around. Yeah, nothing. Like like that's fine to do on the days that you schedule to do that. There, exactly. there's nothing wrong with that. But on the days that you need to get stuff done, like you don't get this time back. You might as well use it for something that's important to you. And then you can go do whatever else you need to for the rest of the day.
0: Yep. And it's it's very simple too with the physical work. Like all you need to do is match it up with the visualization work you're doing. So let's pretend you are a basketball player and you need to practice your three point shooting and you want to be able to shoot through traffic. Great. So what you're going to start to do is you're going to do your visualizing in pra- at your, on your own, sorry. And then what you're going to do in practice is you're going to actually go put the time in to do that. Now, during your team practice, you're probably not going to have time to do this. This is where you put in the extra work. We suggest anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes daily, right? So you've got your mental reps. You're putting in the work now. You have a purpose because it's, it's a specific skill. The last part you need to add into the physical part is the intensity. And this is where we like to lean on something here at Moliteum called leaning on your mental environment, right? And it's the mental environment you create for yourself is a major dictator in the results that you get. Because a lot of the time, people will go out there, they lack intensity, they have good purpose, but they lack intensity. And I rem- I'll always remember this. I had a goalie coach before I went to, uh, to Italy who said this to me. He goes, okay. I said, um, hey, Arthur, his name was Arthur. I go, Arthur, like, look at the skill, whatever. He goes, Okay, so it's great that these goalies are doing these drills, but look at the intensity they're doing them behind. And it's, it's not realistic to game time. You're not gonna have all that time in game time to set up shop and do this and do that. Yes, you have to start at a point with the basics, but that's usually going through in your warm up side of things, right? Where you're getting into it and doing your thing. So the big thing that you have to take from this is you need to create a mental environment, even if it's not happening, that you're still performing that specific skill with that specific intensity. For example, if you are a three point shooter and you have no traffic on you, you still need to have that urgency like there's traffic on you when you're actually practicing the skill, Yep. right? Otherwise it's just gonna be like, you're getting the ball, you're shooting and you're taking your time and it's very you know, easy going. But the problem is that's not gonna happen in game time. And then all of a sudden because you're lacking the intensity that you need, you're gonna become one of those players that's quote unquote, a practice player.
1: And one of the most difficult things that I've learned anyways, it's very difficult to match that game intensity at practice number one so you really need to create that mental environment mm-hmm. that's even you almost have to go past game intensity just because like for anyone that's played you know hockey at a high level basketball at a high level soccer at a high level you know that it's very difficult like game shaped mm-hmm. compared to just season shape like it's completely different yeah so that mental environment that you create if you can become a master at that and go just that much more past game intensity, like you're there, again, it's very difficult, but with practice, it can be done.
0: And the thing that I wanted to add into, this work is not, this work work is for everybody, right? Like it's not just our pro athletes that do this. It's not just our youth athletes that need to do this. Heck, it's not even just athletes that need to do this. Everybody needs to, for example, let's talk about this for the business professional. If you're a business professional, and you're preparing for a presentation, and you're not, you know, use. let's pretend you are reading off your laptop the whole time and you know you're not gonna do that in the presentation. How are you really preparing yourself then if that's the case? There's not the same intensity as there would be with a live audience, right? And you need to create that. You need to do the little things. That perfect practice, that practice of just absolutely honing in on it is super important to get the results that you want. If you're going in with a purpose and no intensity, it's not gonna work and vice versa. If you're going in with a a high amount of intensity and a crap purpose, you're still not gonna get the results, right? You need to bring them together and they need to match that mental repetition. Covering that, let's go into the whole part now on focusing because this is the last thing that ties everything together for people. And focus is a funny one because I feel like there's so many different times and ways I would say that people like to focus or try to focus and they never get it right. So. Here's the thing, if you're going into game time and you're not paying attention to cues or you're going into a practice and you're not paying attention to a cue, and we'll talk about what that is in a sec, you're failing yourself. So a lot of people will go in there and they will say, I need to score today. And that's their focus. And they think that's a good focus. I need to catch the ball today. And that's their focus. Problem is this, catching a result, scoring, kicking a ball, saving a shot, those are all results. Those aren't cues. Mm -hmm. A cue is an action. Right. So going in there, for example, we have a bobsledder who's in the Olympics and her big cue right now is keep her hips near the sled. That's the cue. Right. And it's like all I'm going to do is focus on that when I go in there. I've done all the work all throughout the week. I'm, I'm dialed in on my intensity. I'm dialed in on my my confidence, my certainty. I know now the last thing, the cherry on top, all I need to pay attention to today is keeping my hips close to the sled. That's all it is.
1: And that's so powerful when you have complete belief in your skills. Yep. Like when you know that there's just one thing that you need to do and and that kind of kicks you off in what you need to do. My god. Insane. You dominate.
0: Yeah. Well, it's even like 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 going back to this whole processing and process thing. It's funny because we've helped create a lot of different high performers, right? From a lot of different areas in sports from defensive sides of sports to offensive sides to fortune 500 companies to CEOs and executives and the one thing that brings every single one of these individuals results is making sure they have a cue to focus on a performance not a result so here's what I mean let's pretend you're an athlete like I said and you're the three-point shooter we've got a guy in the in the NBA that we work with right now this exact scenario and his cue is very simple make sure I have my follow-through whenever I shoot make sure I stick the follow through. And it's like that alone is a very simple one for him to do because during the week he did the shooting and now he's just following through. And he does that over and over and over again in the game. Cause here's the other thing that you have to look at when it comes to focus. A lot of people will get into this where they focus on it for just maybe one, two or three repetitions. And then they break that focus and they don't get the results that they want. Right. It's really a matter of making sure you stick to it and you do it over and over and over again. Like I can't, stress how important this is it's not a matter of being successful on repetition number one right it's not a matter of being successful on oh i was successful on repetition two and now for number three four five six it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that you scored a goal last shift what matters is you have one focus and you keep coming back to it over and over and over again
1: yeah and and like easier said than done but it, it really is coming back to it like you said just over and over and doing it repetitively like if you want to think about it in game that's when you really practice those repetitions mm-hmm. not even necessarily in practice or anything like that it's in game how many times can I come back to it because a lot of people like I was speaking with one uh one individual and he was saying yeah I scored I scored a goal in the first period of my game and normally it's you know what I've done my part and that's it for the rest yeah, of the, the game. Even out. though, yeah, even though you scored in the first period, like, yeah, that's great. But there's still another forty minutes that you got to play. Mm-hmm. So his major thing was it's just coming back to it, and how do I solve the defense every single shift? And and it becomes a, it comes to a point where it's like, you know what? It's not even about the goal that I scored. It's about how I'm actively solving the defense on a shift by shift basis.
0: Right, and the whole thing too is like. When we look at this and we, we hammer in on this and we you know do the little things and we get the job done, you said something before that actually I'm going to challenge for a second. You said easier said than done when it comes to focus. It actually is easy. The problem is people don't commit to it. Here's what I mean. The, si- the simple secret behind every high-performing individual that's consistent That can hit a shot from the first quarter to the fourth quarter is nothing more than paying attention to what they need to and defining a new scoreboard for themselves in performance Mm -hmm. so a lot of people will go off the scoreboard of i need to score not our guys right not our individuals the scoreboard for a high performing individual who's consistent is very simple every shift this is what i must do every shot this is what i must do it's going to go in it's not going to go in sometimes doesn't matter I'm going to score sometimes, I'm not going to score sometimes, doesn't matter. I'm going to get the result. I'm not going to sometimes, doesn't matter. What matters is you keep coming back to that cue. If you're an athlete listening to this, and you're somebody struggling with focus, you need to learn how to commit to that focus.
1: And that comes back even to the preparations too, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's one thing just going out and doing it one day, but f- for the week leading up to the game, are you doing it in four consecutive days? Are you preparing the way that you're supposed to not every day is going to go according to plan but are you coming back and just hitting it starting from zero again and trying to get to hundred percent
0: and this is so you brought a good point up too think of as an athlete why you condition you condition yourself because you want to be able to have endurance right in whatever respect it might be endurance for your sport for hockey players it might be a 45 second shift for others it might be you know soccer players 90 minute whatever it is you condition yourself you must be able to do that with your focus as well. Thinking just because you know. So there's three levels of mastery, right? There's informational mastery, which is where you have the information. You know what you got to do. Okay, I've got it, right? So you, you listen to this podcast, for example, and it's like, I know how to focus now, right? Then there is emotional mastery, which is where you know what you need to do. And you have enough emotion behind it of understanding, hey, if I don't go do this, it's going to cost me that you go do it over and over again. And then the last part is physical mastery, which is where you continuously keep going and keep doing this and keep pushing it over and over and over again, even when you get it. Not for one day, not for two days, where emotionally you know you must do it, so you kind of have that spike, right, where you do it for a week. Yep. Physical mastery is when you've, you've put so much repetition into it that now it becomes automatic. And this is what I know a lot of players are looking for. A lot of players say, I don't want to think. The way you do it is repetition, repetition, repetition. So let's talk about conditioning. You must be able to condition your focus, meaning that even in practices, like Chris just mentioned, you've gotta be going through this over and over and over again. You cannot just assume that for one day, you're gonna pick one focus and then change it tomorrow. No, find one focus, hammer into it for 30 days, that one part of your game, move on to the next one. That's always gonna be the rule of thumb for us.
1: And it makes it very simple for you to, to have that purpose for 30 days. You know, mm-hmm. Like a lot of people uh, or a lot of players, they just kind of go into practice hoping that the coach is gonna help them in some way when it's like, no, you, you can go in there yes, still do the, the team practice, but also have a focus specific to you and what you're trying to do. Right. You, know, you can find times in there, whether it be one-on-one battles or, or just uh, taking the ball out of the air in soccer. Like, you, can, you can focus on that when the opportunity comes up.
0: Right, and the thing is too, like, just to touch on that point, if you really want, you actually can split it where you have a focus defensively and focus offensively if that's what your role calls for. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, You can have an offensive focus of, okay, I've got to, for example, focus on my follow through. And then defensively, I've got to make sure that, let's say I'm boxing out well, right? If you're a basketball player, regardless of what it is, you need to match that cue with the skill you're working on for that month and the skill that you're practicing. Otherwise, it's not gonna happen. So remember, focus is about cues and making sure you do those cues with intensity. It's that simple, Yep. right? And it's keeping that. So let's overview this all so that you have your nice blueprint. First and foremost, when it comes to focusing on what you can control in the process, it's about doing the work that you need to do that you're in full control of. Side noting, if you wanna get into that zone, if you wanna get into that flow state, you need to make sure that you're putting in the work during the week so that you don't have to think come game day. So let's talk about the work for the week so that you have this blueprint of controllables. First off, you need to have physical reps and you need to have mental reps. Remember, pick one outcome that you wanna accomplish break it down into skills, visualize those skills. Maybe we'll even put up some kind of a, a download link if we want, if we want for a, a visualization course, right? Something mm-hmm. simple like that. And you can go through and find it for listening to the podcast, great. Then when you go into the physical side, you need to make sure that you're putting in the work that you need to do to match what you just visualized on the physical part. You need to practice with a purpose and you need to practice with an intensity. If you lack either of those two, you will not get the results that you want. And then finally, when you're in practice and you're working and you're in performance or it's a game day and you're not just, you know, specifically focusing on those reps and doing the extra work, pick a cue to focus on. It's not just shooting. It's not just I need to get this shot up. It's I'm picking a specific corner on the net to hit. I'm specifically focused on my footwork because that allows a lot of other things to happen for me right? You pick that cue, you execute that cue, you get the result and you do this over and over again. So the question becomes now, when do we reset this? Very simple. One thing, 30 days, master it, move on, right? The only thing I'll say for the visualizing, if you are using our audio track, when it talks about desired outcomes or seeing yourself do this in performance, if you have an opponent coming up, let's say on you know Monday night and it's different from Wednesday night, when you're visualizing on Tuesday, visualize the success in your results for the next performance coming up, right? The next opponent that you have. Already go through that. Take the Steph Curry approach. Steph Curry's approach is, every day out of practice when I'm finished, I've already won the game in my head. All I have to do on game day is go hard now.
1: And this is fantastic for all those players that really like to dive into uh, who they're playing against mm-hmm. and not just show up on game day and and play, you know, to play. So if you really enjoy that part of analytics and stuff like that going into games, This one is uh, having that adapt, I guess call it adaptive like mental reps or whatever on a week to week. Like do that for your uh, your team.
0: Keeping it very simple. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Let's kind of close us out here. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it might be, make sure to click, subscribe, like, share, whatever you can, please leave comments. If you wanna join our Telegram group, it's going to be in the description, and as well, make sure you sign up for the Mulletium Insider. I'm telling you guys, every single week, there's something coming out. We do not repeat the same stuff um, over and over again. Everything you get is once. It's one email a week. We don't like to clutter your inbox. It's everything from book recommendations to product recommendations, to ways that you can find opportunities to have great sales on our products to even understanding different kinds of podcasts, if it's the right fit for you and recommended podcasts and so on. It's one email a week that gives you the inside info that you need to level up your game and discover your true potential. So thank you all for tuning in this week and we'll be sure to see you next week.